0: All right, for this episode, we'll be talking about Dexy's Midnight Runners, Don't Stand Me Down. In the room, I have Rob.
1: Don't Stand Me Down. John. Bruce.
0: And on the line, I have Kyle.
2: Hey, what's what's going on, guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't Stand Me Down is the third studio album by the English pop band Dexy's Midnight Runners, released in September 1985 by Mercury Records. The producer was Kevin Rowland and Alan with Stanley, and the genre is New Wave and Blue Eyed Soul. I'm going to read from the book Daryl Eastley. Throw Stanley down is a towering achievement, one that can now be viewed as pet sounds of the <laughs> 1980s. At the time, though, it was buried by leader Kevin Rowland's stubbornness as he sought to top the global success of 1982's Turaye, which had become a milestone around his neck. <laughs> Having finally gained the level of achievement he had craved, he detested it. The painstaking Sessions for the eagerly awaited follow-up took place throughout 1984. Veteran producers came and went. Jimmy Miller lasted a couple of days, as did Tom Dow. Album centerpiece, This Is What She's Like, started as a jaunty blue beat and ended with a mini opera. Roland also replaced sounds of each guitar string with separate string instruments, and rejections of the sleeves' colors served to delay the album further. Don't Stand Me Down was the most extreme example of Roland's new soul vision, but by the time it was eventually released in September 1985, there were few around to welcome it. Although folklore suggests that critics buried it, they did not. Without a single to announce it, the album died at the hands of the paying public. At a time of routine overproduction, a record as organic and detailed as this was always is always going to divide a crowd. When Roland returned to the live stage in 2003, the material from the album was the most warmly received of all. All right, what do we think of Dexys, Midnight Runners? Don't stand me down. I just have to cut in. Uh, the, the pet sounds yeah. of
1: the 80s was the yeah. Beach Boys still cruising.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, no. Robin. Or
1: the Beach Boys, the Beach Boys, which came out Robin in 1985. The have. only reason... <laughs> The only reason why this Stop gets it. the uh, the the pet sounds of, of the 80s is because in the song, this is what she likes. They break into a very small part where they do vocal harmony stacking. Yeah. And aside from that, this is nothing like that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think
0: the other reason it gets that moniker is he because, didn't fucking
1: lose his brains the way that. Uh,
0: yeah, but I think he intentionally he sabotaged himself a bit. And I think that's... He did. That's why That's why they're calling throw
3: it on. That? Because yeah. it's a self-sabotage album? But a little bit. He didn't release pet any single
1: Pet Sounds because it's also an
3: amazing album. Then
1: every single Pet Sump Sounds had P- some P- singles. Every single Sump Pumps record that we've ever done has been the Uh-oh. fucking Pet Sounds of
0: that record. You fucking piece of yeah. shit. Well, you did call one Cat Sounds, so... <laughs>
1: well...
3: Pet
0: it's a very songs. particular pet. Yeah. It's, a, it's
3: homage. Yeah, this album is... Like, I fucking love it. You, uh, you
2: really? 100%. This is a really goddamn good record. Yeah, the, the,
1: the, I'm pretty into it. This record's fantastic.
2: Like, I'll never forget like track two. This Those is what she's notes. like.
1: Yeah. They're yeah. Their
2: Bohemian Rhapsody. I was like, oh, so this song appears to be 12 and a half minutes long. <laughs> and the first two minutes are just. Hi, what's going on? Just what a you chat. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this?
3: I mean, and, I, and I'm okay with a small chat between persons, especially if it's the beginning of Snow's Informer <laughs> explaining uh, that people oh, yeah, are out deals. there looking for snow yeah. on the street. But yeah. he does a lot of that on this album. Yeah, uh, so many. Uh, Kevin Rowland and whoever he's using as his straight man It's like, oh, yeah. Who, you know, you went down there by the little nibble? Yeah, I went, I went to the little nibble. What's going on down <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on with the little nibble, but you know those people down there? I hate those people. <laughs> it's like, okay.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that.
0: There's so much, yeah.
3: It doesn't it doesn't add if you take it that much and that often, it doesn't add anything to the songs.
1: But I mean it only happens only happens the once. No. He he
3: talks a bit on the occasional flicker. He talks on mm-hmm. this is what she's like. Mm-hmm uh i think he maybe talks a little bit in reminisce part two yep uh oh that but reminisce part two really is just a walk down memory lane it's well fine. it's a straight yeah it's all time that's yeah. true. yeah but that's when you say that you love an album when you say that you're into an album i feel like you have to be into most if not all of it and i there were lots and lots of pieces of this where. The things he did took me out of it. Like reminisce part two is a nice story of a summer, you know, like it's a, it's a very nice story, but I don't need to fucking hear his little story about it. Like, it's not for me. I don't need to hear his story about his little life. I want to, I want to hear the music, you know, that's, I, can somebody bring
2: up the fact that there's like so many different versions of this album? I
1: mean,
3: there's the 85
2: version. There's the uh, 1997 version. There's the 2002 version, maybe. There's oh. the
0: director's cut. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's because this was a complicated album, and he spent a lot of time on it. And I don't think he was ever, you know, really happy with it, right? Yeah. So, but there are a lot of different versions. But we have the '85 version, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. And and you guys are into it, like, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell I'm me, into it. Tell
0: me what's what's driving you. I do like I like a bit of the relaxed. You know, casual, like, let's warm up to this song. But you're right. On the multiple listens, I couldn't stand This Is What She Like because it took too long to get into the song. I was like, by the time I'm listening to it three times, I'm like, can we just get to the song? Like, I've already heard you being like, hey, you talking about me? Are we doing that? (laughs) I heard (laughs) you going on down to the show. Yeah, it, like, goes on. (laughs) You're right. For so long that you're, by the time you get to the song, you're like, finally. And the song's great. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the songs are so strong. I don't think he needed to really do that. I do like the reminisce. Like I like the concept of him having these little interlude conversations, almost like a yeah. rap album or something like intro they they and had outros. Yeah. Skits, sure. Right? Spitting and skittin. But I do wish they would have broken it up in the track listing so that I could at least be like, I want to go to the next track. I want to hit the song. Mm. Like, I don't need it to be 12 minutes. Can I just mean, be...
1: th- this this record is what? Seven songs long. Yeah. Seven and, songs. Like what, what are you going to do? Where, where, where are you gonna I listened things? to it wrong.
2: The, no, uh, the version saying. I listened to uh, Kevin Rowland's 13th time was the first track.
3: Oh, you listened to the wrong s- s- setup. Uh-oh. Yeah, I did. I, I believe the setup is, or the, the track listing is the occasional flicker. This is what she's like. Knowledge of beauty. Side two. one of those things. Uh, reminisce yeah, Part 2, I, I it, listen John. to this and the waltz. That's it. That's all you yeah. get.
2: There's it's like um it's like uh, Star Wars and the special editions.
3: Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> like they keep changing it every few the years. Holiday special? Like, Life day? Hey.
1: One time when I was very very sick in the first house that Kyle and I fucking uh, lived in, uh, Uh where I couldn't move, Kyle came in, put on the special, no, put on the holiday special on tape that he got from I don't know a flea market and comic book convention, comic convention, and left. And then he came back many hours later and put on uh, Ed the uh, monkey movie with Matt LeBlanc and also left. So thanks. We're good friends, Ron. (laughs) We're, We're great friends, buddy. I was I was so sick I had to I had to call you my aunt it, <laughs> because I was dying.
3: So if you were sick and Asshole. couldn't move, and he put on "Don't Stand Me Down," you would think he was doing you a favor. Absolutely, you yeah. Know? Okay, this a great it was a nice yeah.
1: thing to sit back and convalesce. Certainly,
3: yeah. I mean, this is a really
2: good record.
1: It it has all the trademarks of every other Dexy's mm-hmm. stuff, but because it's down to four people, it's a it's a little more intimate and mm-hmm. it's uh, a little stripped le- le- down,
2: less bombast, and uh, like a uh, little bit, little bit slower. No, I'm just thinking it's funny because this guy's like, why did this album fail? And it, they released no singles and did no promotion for it, which is fine. But I mean, I think this record's great, but you need to do something to put it in front of people.
3: What would be the single if you using the, the official track list from 1985? The track. They just cut it down. It yeah. The, that uh, 12 cut, minute. cut down. This is what she's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I think is that's what fair. she's like. Yeah. And it Of all the songs on the album, I think This Is What She's Like is my favorite. Uh, It's great. But I also feel like what Rob said, you know, this has all the feeling of, of Dexy's Midnight Runners, all the best things you like about Dexy's Midnight Runners. But one of the things that ticked me off is I felt like they were throwing back almost directly to some of the earlier work, the end of this is what she's like. Sounds dead up. Like, come on, Eileen,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know? And then they, they sample, well not sample, but they basically take the riff of werewolves of London in one of those oh things. Oh my God. And it's like, you're good enough to make your own songs. Just make, just make your own songs and don't do your own song. Yeah. Twice.
2: John, I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was hearing. That song came that <laughs> up. I think they actually
3: later did have to give writing credits to the guys from. Yeah. In 97. Band. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah they give them totally credit. That.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like twelve the, years later. Lyrically, the, the one of those things is a fucking biting word smithing.
2: Which which track are you talking about, Ram?
1: One of those things. Oh yeah. It's fucking sharp as a knife, man.
2: Yeah. That was a clever and brutal song. Yeah. Also, you know, if you're gonna rip off werewolves of London. Maybe not have the chorus of your song be it all sounded the same. You mean it all sounded similar? I mean it all sounded the
1: same? I thought, I thought that might have been intentional. Uh, so I, I,
2: I have too. no idea, to be honest. Yeah,
0: when I heard that too, I was like, there's no possible way that they are not just, you know, covering werewolves of london and and then just like yeah. like kind of making a play on it because it's a it's already right, kind of like a funny album i mean it's very intimate like you said there's a little bit there in the studio having conversations and then it's like as if they were at a pub or something and someone requested where was of london <laughs> but they don't really want to sing those lyrics they just make up a, their own version their own song of it i can't yeah when i had read that later on he was like Oh, yeah, I was embarrassed. I didn't credit them before. <laughs> I was like, you should be. Whoops. Are you kidding me? Whoops. <laughs>
1: So we're still on This Is What She Likes. I, 12 minutes long.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing that I got so much of. Pulp vibes. Mm. All over the place. Oh, yeah. So okay. oh, pulp yeah. vibes. And pulp is... It's band. A beloved band. Yeah. yeah. And it's like every time I get... Yeah. Every time I get those those vibes, that's that's kind of a win.
3: Mm-hmm. Kind of a mixed up. Class politics and bombast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: With, with some... Piano, some organ, some fiddle? I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah, these are... They're simple enough arrangements, too. Like, it... it you, could imme- you could immediately pick that out that this is a Dexie song. Mm-hmm. Just, like... Even if the lyrics didn't exist or if he, his, uh, like, his lyrical approach didn't yeah. exist, like, you would know this is a, a Dexie song.
3: Yeah, because on on this album, they're trimmed from, what, ten players to 4 mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: and But they're still keeping the things that make it sounds Dexys, which is fiddle, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Piano.
3: And then they're kind of Irish folk guitar, but, and then they're calling in players. Like they're calling in. The yeah. Horns. They're
2: whittled down to a four piece yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the, the trombone came back. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he's the one that left, like he, he made he he and the entire horn section left after the first Dexys record. And then
0: had, had Dexys hire them back mm-hmm. To, uh, to fill in. Yeah. Um, Nick, Nick uh, uh, Gatfield, the saxophonist, was there, too. Okay. Yeah. It's good. It's just good music. So it's one of those things, man.
3: So, I mean, that's... So, in that song, in one of those things, he's trying to... And you correct me, like, if I'm not getting the message, but he's trying to sort of poke fun at pseudo-socialists who are supporting all these various causes, but then they're not... Really oh, really yeah, yeah. To, to troubles at all. Yep. Like, uh-huh. Don't yeah. Yeah. touch it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and coming, uh, going to that one from Knowledge of Beauty, where the, like, the line that stuck with me was, like, uh, National Pride is a personal threat back where I came from. Mm, like. Yeah. Oh,
0: man.
2: That was good. Yeah.
1: So fucking good. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he Come does on, a little, man. Uh, a little howl at the beginning. That's amazing. Uh, it says three weeks into the studio became six months, 200 boxes of tape reels, uh, revealed the lengths perfectionist Roland was going to. There were tales of 120 versions of just, This Is What She Likes. Eight months into the recording, only two songs had been completed, and the record company were getting a little nervous. Strangely, the turning point appears to be when Al Green's drummer Tim Dancy replaced uh, Wood Mansley. Fury of songs were recorded by September 1984, and then Roland began mixing the album. It took another two months. Release date was scheduled for spring of '85. Yet Roland wasn't happy, and he spent another two weeks mixing the tapes.
1: So when you say
0: perfectionist,
1: because I, I I don't recall him being a perfectionist on the either of the other two records, which all sound great. Like, did he make so much money off of Toure uh, that he got a real big coke habit and was just kind of like fixating?
0: He did have a coke habit later. Um, if you'll recall, though, he definitely was not afraid to change up his the lineup of his no, band. Definitely, not. and yeah. he, I, I mean, think he's just very difficult to work with. I, I think he's yeah,
3: he's he's egotistical and he's. Yeah. He's I, uh, demanding. Like, didn't he make his whole yeah. band, like, run with him early in the morning and,
1: like, no yeah. drugs?
3: and? Well, I guess, I mean,
1: coming just from, from the, like, name Dexys, like, like they, they, it was talking about, like, dealing speed. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. I think yeah. it
3: came from a Absolutely. Northern Soul dance party speed, like, you know, culture. But as it progressed, I think, you know, especially on 2 if I recall right, he was he was dedicated to, you know, being very
0: professional and knocking the album out. He is—he is thought of himself as the new soul rebel. I mean, he. Yeah. True. He was like, "I'm it. Like I'm going to make this soul infused, you know, sort of like the Pogues or, or or something." I I don't think the Pogues are
2: Uh-oh. nowhere <laughs> egotistical,
0: but I think he wanted th- that band to be represent what the sort of like the what the Pogues. Became, you know, whereas everyone looks to them as being like, that's it, they did it, and that's the band that, you know, knocked it out of the park. And I think that's what he wanted for Dexie's Midnight Runner is just to be like, that is the ultimate new soul fusion of this, this sort of, uh, what do you say, Irish, uh, Northern soul music. I don't know.
3: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, yeah,
0: but unlike the Pogues,
3: a lot of his stuff is manufactured. You know, those guys, that's a fully Irish band, as as far as I know.
1: A lot of of, of London fellows in that band.
3: Well, they never pretended not to be. (laughs) Like, there are members in this band that are not Irish at all that were given Irish names to to make them sound more Irish. Of the four that are left? Yeah. Oh, what's her name? Oh, Hannah, right? She's not Irish. Oh. Helen
0: O'Hara.
3: Yeah, Helen O'Hara. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forget what her given name is, and I don't think she has... I mean... It, you know whatever you want to do with your stage names and stuff is fine. I'm not trying to necessarily poo-poo that, but if you're going to present yourself as this, you know, Irish folk soul band, it's it's a little it's a little fucked. All
2: right. I feel like it's a little ballsy. London and then make the chorus of the song it all sounds the same, and then not give them credit for twelve years. That's a that's a bold choice. Yeah. So
1: they gave him credit. On the '97 release, because Warren Zevon was finally like, "Oh, this album that nobody
0: heard. What the fuck?" Yeah,
2: Man, it sounds like Warren Zevon like just didn't give a shit, as far as I can tell.
0: Well, yeah, he's already. No one bought this album. It's not like this was all. Yeah, no, um, no, one, no one was getting paid off. Yeah, of just tanked. So
2: it's like what version of do? this, and then like a 2002 director's cut. I uh, accidentally listened to several songs that weren't on this original 85 version.
0: They were good. You like those two? They were good songs.
2: They were pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think they did a good job with uh, the additional song. Uh, My National Pride is sort of like a...
2: It's a great song.
0: People compare that to Satellite of Love by by Lou Reed. Oh, because he says,
2: bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, there's, yeah, it has a lot of appeal for sure.
3: So if you if you had all the versions that you could choose from, and I don't know if you listen to them enough, but yeah. is is the 85 version the one that people should get? Or do you think that there's a director's cut version? I think the
0: director's is, cut, I suppose. Well, I guess
3: maybe you get the most songs for your dollar. I don't know. But.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you could just get eight songs instead of seven. <laughs> right. so. Well, speaking of Luke Reed, uh, the last song on the 85 version, the Waltz, uh, like musically, calls back to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which um, I'm a fan of. Yeah. I think this has been like the, one of the more surprising bands um, that I knew of, but never listened to because like, come on, Eileen was like the, like the one track that. Yeah. that, That I knew, but like three, three records. And I have
0: found no real fault with any of them. Yeah. And in fact, I think they're
1: pretty brilliant.
0: Yeah, uh many people say that there's three types of people when it comes to Dexy's Midnight Runner. It's like <laughs> you either love the band, you think they broke up after Come on Eileen, or you've never heard of them. <laughs> there's another they're like and I kind of think that's true. I sit firmly in number 1 then. <laughs> <laughs> Do
3: you think we needed three albums? Yeah, I think so. And this yeah. album sort of puts a, a
1: cherry on the on the sunday to, to to finish them out i mean i don't know if they, they would consider it a cherry but i i think so I, I think that this is like the one of the best arcs uh musically and and luckily in, in three acts like that that we'll mm.
0: ever we'll ever get yeah i don't yeah. know if they needed three two would probably be suffice
1: would you have uh swapped this one for the first or would maybe, you maybe uh...
0: maybe i think that i think that'd be fair yeah I don't know, though. It's hard. Yeah, it's because they're so different. And I think that's what's surprising about the band is, is that they evolved and changed so much that so quickly, too. Yeah, very quickly. Mm -hmm. It's man. Yeah, they're doing reminisce right now. And and this is the kind of thing where it's like, I'm okay with this song doing it because it's the the whole sounds good. It's
2: good. Yeah, it's
0: good. But on those other songs, you know, when he's on the director's cut or whatever, and he's speaking up on a couple of those songs. It's it's like, I just don't want that on every song.
2: Yeah. He's he's, he's a wiener a little bit, you know, sometimes.
3: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, when you talk and you're the only one talking and the only other person is kind of like in a side, like, oh, yeah, man. It, it feels solipsistic to me. I mean, but that's <laughs> kind of what Def I get Leopard about Kevin. T-shirts. Like, <laughs> but like... Uh, everything I've heard about Kevin Rowland is like oh yeah it's it's a it's a his show or the highway yeah. kind of thing
1: mm-hmm. for sure
3: and you know I can understand that you know a lot of artists maybe get that
1: sense but I don't I don't necessarily like it <laughs> I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. Hey, you want a beer? <laughs> all right. <laughs> 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 No, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, we're still not getting the blue album in this fucking book, so. Uh, <laughs> never mind. We'll talk about There's that. Patreon later. content. Yeah, no yeah, shit. It occurred to me
0: that switch on the radio, you know, I just wanted to hear some music. Sure, yeah. The while
2: turning on, it was Radio One, Jenkins, up the air.
0: They had synthesized and subtle guys, and well, I think you know the type of thing. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I really wanted to make any
1: complaint
2: about anything like that. This one problem. I
0: just wanted to mention that he attempted to steal. The masters from the studio
1: again, Kevin. Yeah, because he did like they did that with the uh, the first record. They yeah, they, they stole all the tapes and went on the uh, the underground next no, that to was, the...
0: that was the Clash. No, yeah. that that was Dexy. Oh, that was Dexy's yeah. girlfriend yeah. Wolf. Oh yeah 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 no, you're right
1: yeah Dexy stole their shit and tried to like negotiate. <laughs> they held the the tapes hostage Fair for right. more money. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Pulling a heist like the old days. Oh, yeah! Dexy's Four. <laughs> <laughs> it comes after Dexy's Ten. Dexy's Eleven. Uh, uh,
0: the attempted theft ha- happened, according to record producer Alan was Stanley, when Kevin and Ben allegedly grabbed the tapes, ran through Electric Lady Studio, straight through reception. Got to the car, and the chauffeur had gone off for a cup of coffee. The door was locked. <laughs> <laughs> a studio employee <laughs> foiled the getaway. And then later on, after they had failed to steal the tapes, there was a fire. And so he was, like, distraught because he thought, you know, for a week no one could go into the building, and that's where the his, his master was. So he didn't know if this album would ever see the light of day. Because they had had a fire, but luckily.
2: It's just embarrassing at this point.
3: Pro tip, don't use a chauffeur for your getaway. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Get down to King's Cross. Um, That's like the ultimate, like, rich kid. Like, I'm going to steal him, but then my chauffeur's not there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? uh, Come
0: on, Eileen. (laughs) I do feel like this, when we're talking about beach, Beach Boys, I do feel like this is a little bit more of a progressive it's like a progressive folk rock something. I don't know. I mean, sure, there's it has there's those more multiple suites and parts. Yeah,
3: yeah. There's no novel instrumentation. They're using the same instruments they've always used. It's not like you're getting theremin, or I mean, not like you have to have theremin, but yeah. you're not getting like so, there's not sonic newness. There's, you're right. Yeah. There's content newness and there's pre- and there's presentation newness, but. Other than and I'm I'm right dead on with Rob. It's that second movement in that's what she's like where they have the four part harmony. Where people are like, oh, it sounds like the Beach Boys. So what's yeah. called the whole fucking thing? Bed sounds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did I did get some Van Morrison vibes too. Oh, oh definitely. Uh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I was I was here for. Yeah. Absolutely. We all are. Um, <laughs> everyone's here for Van the Man. Yeah.
1: Van the Man, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. I just. You're right. Not perfect album, but I feel like it has strong elements that I I really do like.
2: Yeah. I There's mean, it's stuff if, on that record. If, if
0: you like Dexie's Midnight Runner, this
1: is, you're going to like this record.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: I wasn't looking forward to it, but I came around. Like, it's really goddamn good.
1: You acquiesced. Yeah.
2: I did. Like that second track that's like 12 and a half minutes long it was really good though it's, it's, it's my record. favorite cover band crystal shit <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: what do
1: we think of this album fucking like, love it man a plus um, it's fantastic like the, yeah the, then again I, I think that dexy is one of the best bands that this uh book has has given us with the uh with the american listener mm-hmm. uh, who wasn't familiar with uh the entire the breadth of their work which is yeah. you know, again only three albums so not that big a deal but like it, yeah it, it's, it's been a pure joy listening to all three of these records for me um yeah. and yeah so thanks robert Dimery. yeah
0: what do you think john um i liked the album
3: um it just felt very samey to me. It didn't feel like I was getting enough new Dexie for me to give it something, and there wasn't anything on here that blew me out of the water, so I'm going to give it a neutral. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like Dexies, Midnight Runners. Dexies, Midnight Runners. Yeah. Yeah. It's not possessive Dexies. It's just plural Dexies. So it's always hard to think about in your brain.
1: But... uh, The internet, when you type it in, doesn't think it exists. Oh, sorry. The... the, Notes or word doesn't think that Dexy's with an apostrophe or without is a real word. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's autocorrect it's, gets weird. Yeah,
3: uh, it, and that's how my brain feels about this album. It's like okay, it exists, and I know it exists. It feels like it shouldn't exist, maybe, and I'm okay that it does exist, but I don't need to know that it
0: exists. So neutral for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kyle?
2: I wasn't looking forward
0: to listening to this
2: record, but uh, just like the other Dexy's records, I loved it. It's great. It's fine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It's
3: great. It's fine. It's
2: fine. <laughs> Thumbs up. It's, I knew it was gonna be good. It's good. It's no really politi, but what yeah. what can you do? <laughs> it's a positive. Right. Okay, thank
0: you. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm on the positive as well. Again, it gives me the gives me the good feels, mm-hmm. like the pulp feels. The I want to be at that bar that they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to the little nibble yeah i want to be at the little nibble <laughs> when they're having just like a funny conversation and all of a sudden they break into this bombastic like you know and song i mean the end of the end of this is what she's like is just gets so heavy yes yeah that just, is great you gotta get up yeah total positive for me so i was uh happy happy that we got oh even more dexie's been that runner all right, next time we'll be talking about Scritty Polity, Cupid, and Psych 85. All right, thanks, y'all. See?